Power is influence. With enough power, you can influence what other people do. You can bend the world to suit your needs with enough power. However, other people know this as well. Other people with more money than you know that you have more power than them. Certain positions of power cannot be bought. Corruption. Noun. Definition number one. Dishonest or fraudulent conduct by those in power. Definition number two. The process by which something, typically a word or expression, is changed from its original use or meaning to one that is regarded as erroneous or debased. In the years between 2016 and 2020, the world as we know it changed. But rather than changed, it was revealed for what it already was. The curtains were pulled off on the stage as the audience watched. Many saw it, some ignored it, most refused to accept it. Something was seen on the other side of that curtain, something eerie. Whatever the audience saw gave them a sick feeling in their stomach. It was as if their whole reality had flipped upside down. What they thought they knew about their world about the systems that govern the world, about their family, about their friends. This was wrong. Every developed adult citizen knows that the individuals that govern our communities are on some level corrupt. Man is but a mere physical, three-dimensional being who is attached to the material assets that make his life on earth more prosperous. Therefore, man can be bribed by other men with material goods such as money or even better, power. Power is simply human money that is actually realized and absorbed by man. Power is the evolved form of money. Money can be stolen, but power must be transferred or dissolved. Let's call the fact that man can be corrupted with material goods the law of corruption. Given that the law of corruption exists, then man will always be prone to corruption. And given that man is in charge of managing institutions that govern other men, then institutions are prone to corruption, and other men are prone to the corruption at the hands of the men in charge. Okay now, I am operating under the assumption and logic that power is simply the evolved form of money. Money must be spent in order for power to be realized. Money not spent results in no power. The more money you have, the more power you can realize. However, there is a hack to power. How can someone obtain a large amount of power without having a large amount of money? One word, institution. An institution is an organized group of people that operate towards a similar goal in providing something to members of society, usually something important. The government was built to provide protection and order to its citizens. The church was built to provide spiritual guidance to its members. The school was built to provide education to its students and so forth. Now these are examples of the largest imaginable institutions that exist today. And they are some of the most trusted institutions in the world. Understand this. Whether you trust them or not does not mean that the majority of people don't. You vote for a politician because you trust that their decisions will benefit your personal life in some way. You go to church because you trust in the priest or the pastor's message. 
to benefit your spiritual life in some way. You enroll your kids in school because you trust in the quality of that school's education to educate your kids. These institutions contain thousands of members, each with their own role and level of power within that institution. Power is compounded with each level or position that you climb. If a teacher, for example, has X amount of power, X being the total number of students, then a principal has 2X amount of power. This is because a principal also has power over the teacher. And the district superintendent has 3 or 4X power, etc. This is not a trivial observation. This is a very crucial truth to acknowledge because you can imagine how much power a higher up member in a large institution has over everybody else below them. With the student-teacher model, we had X as the total number of students. It is important to note that X changes as well if there are multiple teachers with multiple classes of students. So if teacher A has X power and principal A has 2X power, then the superintendent has X plus 2X power. Now this is the same as, as 3X power. It evaluates the same way, but it's the sum of power of both school members under him. The more students a teacher has, or the more teachers a school hires, the more a principal's power compounds. If we were to imagine a visual of this, it would be a pyramid. Institutions operate as pyramids, with the higher powers having exponential power over the lower powers. It is not linear power, it is exponential. This is how we should visualize a hierarchy. So power is influence. With enough power, you can influence what other people do. You can bend the world to suit your needs with enough power. However, other people know this as well. Other people with more money than you know that you have more power than them. Certain positions of power cannot be bought. One cannot buy a presidency directly or buy priesthood. But one can offer money to men in positions of president or positions of priests in exchange for some of their power. This is the root of corruption. There is an exorbitant amount of corruption happening in the world today. Corruption is happening in government, where politicians in power accept money from external groups in exchange for favors that only they can enact. Corruption is happening in education, where teachers' unions are supporting politicians that keep their cushy job and benefits afloat at the cost of the average citizen's income tax. Politicians in power promise special privileges to teachers and government workers in exchange for votes. Votes are government tokens used in place of money in the quote-unquote democratic system. Since money can't directly buy you a position of power, money has to be offered to the people who can vote. And then those votes get you the position of power. Now, personally, I saw this firsthand at the recent Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden rally at Long Beach College, there were more people outside protesting the corrupt Pharisees than there were inside. When they came out, many had teachers' union shirts or were dressed in business attire, clearly indicative of political affiliation in some way. These people were not from the working class. In fact, far from it. The corrupt citizens that benefit from corruption are innocent people turned Pharisees due to greed. They want nothing to do with actual work, and by association, nothing to do with the working class. They believe themselves above the working class simply because of their proximity to those in power, their proximity to government institution. When the first thing people mention about a job is benefits, be very wary of their motives. 
for they are prone to corruption in order to preserve these benefits. The reason why these corrupt, government-affiliated citizens vote for bigger and more powerful government is to keep their comfortable government-affiliated job, which supplies them with a good income and food on the table. If the politicians are not in office, then their job as their loyal servant is in danger. They give politicians their loyal votes in exchange for benefits, stability, and protection from the harsh realities of the free market private sector. These loyal servants do a good job in shielding their corruption and in fact deflecting that greed onto other citizens. The reason they shield their corruption with calls for compassion like more welfare, free education, higher minimum wage is because their job is protected from the consequences that result from these policies. All of the bad effects of big government policies are felt in the private sector, never the public sector. They spend tax dollars on the homeless crisis but never solve it. When they haven't solved it, the problem is that they haven't spent enough tax dollars to solve it. All the while, the politicians and Pharisees and government employees are padding their pockets with their protected salaries and benefits. And the private sector and small businesses are slowly bleeding out due to more and more regulations. But please tell us how you are actively trying to make the world a better place. Corruption is a slimy scent that reeks from a corrupt individual when they open their mouth on important issues. Be sure to listen. Be sure to know what you are listening for. It was the same people who fought against the government and institutional powers in the 80s that sit in positions within that same government today, benefiting from all of the corruption that they once opposed. It is incredible the change that man's integrity makes when a slither of power is introduced to his mind. Power as we know it confronts a man's belief right to his very core and asks of him, what have you got? Are you willing to forego this money? this comfort, these benefits, in order to preserve your beliefs? Are your beliefs really that worth it? Are they that important to you? That you are willing to pass on this opportunity? The opportunity to be financially set for life in a protected position, without the hardships endured by your common colleague, without the stress of your common friend? Do you truly, truly believe in what you claim to believe in? Or is it only to signal your self-proclaimed virtue to your peers? Corruption stems from man's need and greed for material riches and power. It stems from man's inability to find peace and spiritual fulfillment in his own being and his connection to a higher power, the ultimate power, a divine power that we as humans cannot comprehend yet. From an early age, man is programmed to compete in games that will always have him wanting more within the physical realm that he resides in. But when man detaches from this lower level physical needs and indulgences and finds truth, he will be perpetually satisfied. There will be no man-made indulgence that will make him sacrifice his true beliefs. That cannot be said for many today who are part of the Pharisees because the Pharisees live forever. At one point, the Pharisees only believed in their religion, in their truth, because at the time it was convenient to their life on earth to do so. When it was no longer convenient to them, they no longer believed. Beware of those who signal their virtue. Beware of those who are afraid of their faith being exposed. Beware of those who are afraid of their faith being questioned. Beware of those who are afraid of their faith being misinterpreted. Beware of those who are afraid of their faith. Beware of those who are afraid to be labeled as intolerant. Beware of those who are afraid of standing with the minority. Beware of those who are afraid of standing against the majority. Beware of those who are afraid of standing. 
Beware of those who are afraid. Beware of those who stand for everything. For one who stands for everything believes in nothing. God bless. No, you got to be awake. If you're in a system, there's going to be some corruption in it. Part of what you're supposed to do is keep your damn eyes open for the corruption and your mouth speaking truth. So when the corruption starts to take root, you object to it. So the whole damn system doesn't turn into a pathological power play. And that's part of your ethical responsibility as a conscious being, an ethical being, a religious being for that matter, and a citizen. You know, and, and, and you're charged with that. That's why you're that's why you vote. That's why you're the cornerstone of your state, man. You're you're the you're the you're the what would you call it? you're the you're the wellspring of the ethical actions that replenish the dying world. That's what you are. And if you if you act that really, that's what you are. And if you act that out properly, then things work. And that's why that's always being described as ethical behavior. It's not because you're supposed to be good. You know, and being good isn't that easy anyways. And it certainly doesn't mean being nice and harmless. It's not an easy thing to be good. You have to be tough as a damn boot to be good. Because you have to stand your ground when you need to stand your ground. And you have to be able to say no when it's time to say no. And you have to mean it. And so then you have to think and plan strategically so that when you're going to say no, you can mean it and it will stick. You know, and that takes a certain amount of that takes a certain amount of integrated malevolence, I would say. And, and once it's integrated, it's not malevolence; it's strength. It's it's strength of character. It's the ability to stand your ground, and you have to cultivate that. And you cultivate that at least in part by telling the truth.